The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Okay, before we get started, obviously you read some of the title. You know we're going to talk about Vegas. I was there with my team, spoiler alert, and one of the things that I just kept saying, because I hadn't seen a lot of these women and men in, for some of them, a couple of months, some of them like six months, and I, I just kept saying, when did your hair grow so long? Wait, when did you get rid of your acrylic nails and you've got, like, those are your natural nails and they're so long? Oh my gosh. And everyone kept saying, it's Organifi. I swear. That was kind of cool. I said, we should have recorded this. It would have been a great little testimonial for Organifi. We love Organifi and it's not just because they sponsor the show. We've been fans of Organifi long before they became sponsors. And I just think it's so cool that I'm just sitting here with this group of friends and coworkers and we're all just having this conversation about how much it has their products have helped us. So I am very pleased, very proud to thank Organifi for being a show sponsor. And I'm also would like to encourage you to give Organifi a try. Go to their website. It's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. They have just about any supplement that you might need. Think about what might be deficient in your diet, whether it's you trying to improve your immunity or your brain health, your gut health, you're looking for a plant-based protein powder that's delicious. I'm telling you, Organifi is the company that you can trust. Everything's 100% organic and it's top quality. Their stuff is phenomenal. Again, it's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen. That gets you 20% off of everything. You will not be disappointed. Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen. What is going on? Hey, welcome to the Shaleen Show. Happy to have you here. It's Friday. It's Car Smart Friday. We're in the car, so please put your seatbelt on. I need you to be safe. We're going for a ride and should be a good time. All right. Well, first things first, you probably won't be hearing a lot more I don't know. I was going to say you might not be hearing a lot about the the cases and the lawsuits, etc., because everything's been placed on hold pending the bankruptcy court hearing. Did I tell you guys about that? I assume I did. Did I tell you that last Friday? Must have. Yeah, had to have. Sometimes I'm like, it just feels like there's so many new things happening every other day and they're just so astonishing that sometimes I forget what I talked about last week. But anyways, just in case you need a recap, the doctor has filed for bankruptcy and that automatically places a stay on all litigation. So pending a hearing in front of the trustee where, you know, obviously we're going to try to object to placing the stay on the case against me because that's a case against me. That should be seen as an asset, I would believe, Obviously, because, you know, he's trying to get a judgment against me. So we shall see. I'll keep you posted on that, but not a lot that's going on. It's just kind of interesting, all these little twists and turns, and it's fascinating. We 
today, just got back from a, let's see, four days, three days, three days in Las Vegas with our team. We took our team over to Las Vegas, the majority of our team, not all of our team. So we've had a lot of changes since COVID. Once COVID hit, we basically, everyone started working virtually. And when we gave them the opportunity to come back, although a lot of us enjoy being around each other. I think people just kind of got into the flow of working from home and working on their own schedule. And we've always been in support of that. I mean, it's basically what I teach. I want everyone to understand, you know, there's times when you're into work. There's times when you are in your mojo, you feel like putting your head down, you feel creative, you feel productive. And I know I felt this when I worked for someone else. There were times where I was like, I just don't feel like being here. I don't feel like doing any of these things. I can't focus. I'm not into it. I would rather be doing something else. By the same token, later in the day, I might have been like really into reading depositions or, you know, whatever my job was at that particular time. So as an employer, as a boss, as a CEO, I think we get the best out of people when we let them do what they're really good at when, I mean, within reason, there's certain times where we kind of need people available, but we don't ask people to work a specific set of hours. Like you don't have to be, you know, on at seven and off at five or whatever. It's like, just, you know, here's the work that you need to do. And we just trust you and you're awesome at it. So if you can get it done in less than 40 hours, awesome. If you want to do a little bit today on a, on a Friday and take the rest of the day off and then catch up a little bit on Saturday, that's totally up to you. You know, I think when people are happy and working in a way that's suits their energy and their circadian rhythms, their flow, all of those things, you just, people are happier and you just get a much better product. Not that it's a product, but you know what I'm saying. Anyways, a lot of our team has gone to being, almost all of our team, I'm sorry, all of our team is virtual. And we also started expanding by bringing on consultants so that we weren't limited to just people who are really talented in the state of California. We started bringing in people from all over. I mean, we've got people all over the world now. And so we do a marketing meeting, like a big, and that's all that we talk about is promotions, marketing, sales, what's coming up, how are things going, a review of what's on the table, etc. And it's a big team when we all get together. And so every other month we do it either via Zoom or in person. And, and this time we wanted to just like make it really fun and it was just hard to coordinate any other location other than Vegas. That just made it really easy for everybody, short notice. So I think like 10 of us were there and the other 10 or 15 people on the marketing team anyways were called in via Zoom. And we just stayed at the Cosmopolitan and had wonderful dinners and hung out and just had a really good time. And it was amazing to connect with everybody. I mean, there's really something to be said for being in person and it's not always a possibility, but when you can, it's just, it's different when you can connect with people in person. I I really loved it. And I love our team. We, you know, I don't know if you've ever worked at a place where sometimes there's one personality or two personality types that just, it's weird. They can throw everything off and We had that for a couple of years and we couldn't really pinpoint what it was. But right now, man, everybody's in their flow and on their flow and it feels so good to like have a team like that where you really, really like everybody and you really trust them. 
I mean, the biggest problem I have now, and this sounds crazy, is just worrying that people aren't pacing themselves. You know, I'm always reminding my team, like, you need to let me know if it gets overwhelming or if you have too much on your plate or, you know, if I'm, I'm hard to work with. I'm a nice person, but like, you know, someone with ADHD, like, it keeps you on your toes. Anyways, it was a great experience, but what was really trippy, and this is what I was going to tell you guys about, was being in Las Vegas. I mean, Vegas is, I'm going to say some things about Las Vegas that if you live there, you might be offended, but I don't want you to be. So let me just give you this little precursor warning, if you will. What's it called? And whatever. I guess it's to explain my perspective. I think it's a wonderful place and I'm sure it's a wonderful place to live. And and I'm talking, I'm not talking about people living on the strip. Like not very many people like live on the strip. I don't know. I don't think so. I'm talking, you know, there's nice areas outside of right downtown. My perspective on Las Vegas is partly influenced by this very strange 10 year period where we went to Vegas all the time. And I had specific memories about Las Vegas that after I learned of Brett's gambling addiction, like the memories felt different. Like I had to almost go back over them. So I know this sounds strange to say, but they're, they're almost mixed memories. And my perspective of Vegas has like really changed. And I think Vegas has changed a little bit too since COVID. So observations when we show up, like there's just... I don't know. Again, this just could be my own perception. I just had this feeling when you land, like there's a lot of people who just come here to do bad things. And maybe that's a stereotype, but it just feels like that. And you just, I don't know. I start like looking around at people like, okay, that person's suspicious. That person's suspicious. This person's up to no good. That person's up to no good. You just feel like there's all kinds of illicit behaviors and conduct going on. And I don't know if that's the case. But then there's just this strange, you know what, Las Vegas is like the internet. The internet is global, it's worldwide, there's lots of good things, there's lots of weird, strange, bizarre things, and it's a melting pot, it's like everything, and that's, if you've never been to Vegas, it is quite the experience. It is unlike any other place in the world. I wouldn't call it classy, but there's classy people there. I wouldn't call it, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but like when you're walking through even the nicest casino, you're going to see people that you're like, wow, it feels like the Star Wars bar. Like what? Somebody like that's the outfit they're going out in public in. They looked in a mirror and that was all okay. Like what? And just strange, bizarre things. You just see all walks of life. Like you walking through the casino and you see like, for example, last night saw a bride sitting at a slot machine and she's got one of those like Cedar Point style, two foot tall plastic cocktail drinks. You know what I'm talking about? Like you buy it on the street and it's got like one of those swirly straws. (laughs) She's sitting at a slot machine and I'm like, oh, that's so sad. Where's her husband? You know, and she looks very unhappy and she's like, looks very tired. And you're like, sister, go to bed, you know, drink your mega margarita and go to bed. 
And I'm like, where's her husband? Like looking around like, you know, they just got married. Obviously she's, she's in her wedding dress. And then I realized right next to her is she's obviously a lesbian and she's sitting next to her new spouse. She is wearing a, I think that's her pronouns. She is wearing a, a black tux and she's very, very, very overweight and in one of those electric wheelchair thingies and she's smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it's just such a bizarre, strange scene. And then I see her like wheeling around on her little electric wheelchair. And, you know, if you need one, great. But I also saw her get up out of it and go and get drinks and then come back and sit down. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. I'm like, is it just a a moving chair? Maybe she really needed it. But in my mind, I was like, she just wants something to sit on while she's playing the slot machines. And just looked like a horrible wedding night. That's what I have to say. Maybe it was like their dream come true. God bless them. I hope they have a long, happy marriage, but it just looked miserable to me. And you just see some of that. And then we were sitting down with like our team, Brett and I had had dinner. Well, we all had dinner together the night before. And then the next night we all like did our own thing after our long meetings because hello, you know, hashtag introvert needs to like recharge. And so we like recharged in the room for a little bit. And then Brett and I just went out to dinner. And then afterwards we met with like Kristen and a couple of other people from our team like Rachel and Brooke. Yeah, it was Rachel, Brooke, Kristen, and I'm not sure where everybody else was. But anyways, we're sitting down like this little lounge in the bar area and you can just, you can see who the working girls are. You know, God bless them. And you can, it's, you can just see, they just like walk up to the bar. You just can tell. And you can also tell who the trans women are who are, seem to be working girls just based on observation. That's all. Just observation. Feel free to judge if you want. That's what I was doing. And you know that they're trans women because they are perfection. I'm not kidding you. If I wasn't a worldly woman, you would never in a patrillion years know that it was a trans woman because they're just like, wow. I mean, some things gave, gave the one woman kind of gave it away because she was really, really tall that, you know, that tends to be, huh? You know what I mean? Like when I say really tall, like six, one, listen, oh boy, now I've offended women who are listening who are six, one, you know what I'm saying? I just, I'm telling you, I know what I was seeing and you would just be like, that's the most beautiful model I've ever seen. But then the bartender or the waitress, they always know. And so they're like, yeah, yeah, that's so-and-so, you know? And so they, they always know the scoop and they always know like, they, they just know. And it's just such an interesting place. And there's amazing shows, amazing entertainment, tons of things to do. People from every nation, every walk of America, every socioeconomic background. But it is so strange. Today's episode of The Shaleen Show is sponsored by our friends at Organifi. At the height of my fitness career, I lived on protein shakes and protein bars. And they made me gassy and bloated and uncomfortable. And the second I stopped eating those and consuming those things, I never had gas again. So I was really afraid to try any other protein powders. On a whim, I recently ordered the chocolate protein powder from Organifi. And lo and behold, not surprisingly, no gas. You know, I don't know if that's an issue for you, but for me it was. Anyways, I want to share with you my favorite protein shake recipe right now. I take a scoop of the chocolate protein powder from Organifi. Then I pour in the remainder of my coffee from the morning that because I never drink my whole cup. I pour in the rest of my coffee into the chocolate. Then I put in a half a banana 
and two heaping teaspoons of PB2, which is like a powdered peanut butter. Add ice and blend a little bit of water so you get the perfect consistency. Maybe a stevia or two, and I'm telling you, it is the most delicioso recipe you will ever try. Now, if you already have your favorite protein powder, no problem. But Organifi is the company that I really trust for all of my nutritional needs, anything that might be missing from my diet. I try to eat a whole foods diet. I try to eat real foods. I try not to eat processed foods. But let's face it, even if you're trying to be as perfect as possible, you're not always going to get in all your nutrients. Organifi is 100% organic. They have a prolific array of products that basically you can mix with water and get whatever nutrients you might be missing from your diet to improve your brain health, your immune system, sleep, you name it. If it's missing in your diet, they've got it. It's 100% organic, and you get 20% off when you go to Organifi. I'm going to spell it for you. It's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, Organifi.com forward slash Shalene. You use code Shalene, and you're going to get 20% off of everything. Again, it's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shalene. Use code Shalene for 20% off. Okay, so now back to... You know, when, when I met Brett, we were in college, and shortly after college, you know, like when we were in college, he would get like really excited for, you know, football games and basketball games, etc. but he was playing then. After we graduated, I knew that he was like placing money on games, right? And so that I would root with him, and that was fun. I knew that. I just never understood or was aware when it became an addiction. I don't know to this day when, maybe I'm going to ask him that tonight. I don't know when it turned to like, you know, calling in on games and getting a bookie and betting on horses and and just betting on absolutely everything where like, you know, 24 seven, that's what he was doing and keeping it straight. And it was a full-time job. I don't know if you've ever heard that. I mean, we have, I don't even know if we've told that whole story, like in full detail, but It was a full-time job for him. And I, again, I knew we would go to the horses sometimes, but not often. And we would root for games and he'd be like, he would tell me, he'd say, oh, I've got the over on the Rams or I've got the under on the Bulls or whatever. And, and he would explain it to me and I would root with him. So it felt like we were really communicating. I, it didn't seem like he was hiding anything from me. And I kind of, and I don't know, but I would imagine that's similar to someone who is married to someone who's an alcoholic, but you don't know it where you're having, they don't hide the fact that they're drinking. Like they have a glass of alcohol or a glass of wine or whatever, maybe even two glasses of wine. And then you think they're done. And you later find out years later that they had a bottle under the sink and a bottle under their chair and a bottle hidden in the closet and a bottle hidden in the hamper. And they were drinking all day. And you just thought that was something that you did together in moderation. And that's really what I thought. I 1000% thought that we both enjoyed gambling in moderation. It was just like a thing to do on rare occasion to entertain us. I didn't know the extent of it. And because of that, we would also go to Vegas. And I have to ask Brett about this too. We, you know, would start going to Vegas and staying in a room or whatever. And I, I remember when we were pretty young, I'm not even sure if we had Brock yet, but he, you know, was winning. Like we played craps and he was, he was like winning. And I remember like a floor 
supervisor coming over to us and kind of whispering in Brett's ear. And he's like, we just got a, a room upgrade. I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. And then we just got this like beautiful room. And then the next time we would come back, that same person or whoever the manager was would be like, well, call us before you come and we'll get you a nice room. And I, I had no idea how any of this worked. We would show up and eventually it got to the point and I would ask Brett, so don't let me forget to tell you like where it got to, but I would ask Brett, like, how much is this room? And he would say, it's free. And I would say, that doesn't make sense. What do you mean it's free? And the food's free and the cabana's free. What do you, how, how is that possible? And he's like, he told me, and I believed it, call me gullible. Well, we've won so much money that they just want us to keep coming back and coming back and coming back because eventually they think we're going to lose, but we don't lose. And I'm like, <laughs> well, we got one over on them, didn't we? Like, I really thought, I believed it. I believed that we were always winning. And so he would, we would have fun gambling together or whatever. And I, I knew he enjoyed it. And there were a couple times where I thought it was strange how he wanted to just keep going and going and going. And I'd be like, I'm going to bed, you know, I don't want to do this. And so I would like, just go into the big comfy giant suite. Okay. So here's what I'm talking about. There was a point at which when we would show up, we always stayed at the Mirage back then we showed up and we would be in this ginormous, I mean, like 6,000 square foot penthouse insane, like all marble floors, multiple bedrooms, multiple kitchens, dining rooms, butler included. And I'm like, what? How? And the cabana the next day, he's like, it's just because we just keep winning. And I believed it. You know, and thinking back on it now in retrospect, I remember like telling my dad that and, uh, you know, my dad makes this face when he's not buying something and he would make that face, but he also made that face when I told him that turbo kick was going to be huge. You know what I mean? Like, and he, he sometimes makes that face at me when I have this like crazy harebrain of an idea. So it didn't seem that out of the ordinary that he was making this face like that doesn't add up, you know? And so, so Vegas 10 years ago or whenever that, you know, for the first, I should say first 10 years of our marriage or more, Vegas was a really nice experience. We would show up, we had like lap of luxury hotel rooms. Once our we had kids and we were taking them, then I would just say, Brett, I'm like, go have fun. I don't care. And I would just hang out in the cabana and on the, you know, in the pool, on the slide and just entertaining the kids and taking them to play video games and watch the tigers and, you know, just have a good time. And then we go out to nice dinners and you know, I, my thing was always just to get the kids through the casinos as fast as possible because I hated the smoke, etc. But you know, then once I discovered the gambling addiction, I didn't want to go back to Vegas. I hated everything. I hate the track. I hate anything related to gambling. I did. Because I feared that he wouldn't be able to resist that temptation. But he, you know, he did all the therapy, etc. And I would say it was maybe about a year. Let me think it was a year probably about a year after the discovery and the therapy and all those things, somebody invited us there. And I said to him, how do you feel? Do you think we could just go over there and not gamble at all? And he was like, well, you know, obviously you're going to be with me. I think we should just 
do it and see how I feel. And he said he didn't feel triggered at all, at all. He said it made him feel sick to his stomach. You know, it just, it brought up like guilt feelings and just almost disgust. He didn't know either until we got there, but he was like really surprised. He's like, it, it didn't like the scent, the smell, the sounds, all those things didn't bring the cravings back because as he described it to me, unlike a craving for a drug or even alcohol, the craving for to gamble was about the exhilarating feeling that I might win. You know what I'm saying? And so that he lost when he stopped playing football. And in that period of time, he had already begun to develop other ways to feed that, other ways to soothe that. You know, and there's a lot of a lot of pro athletes and when they're done playing, they find addiction. Whether it's a sex addiction or gambling or shopping or I mean, look at Lamar. It's not uncommon. And that's I have another theory that a lot of athletes, especially athletes at the very tip 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 top of their game, the ones who their parents when they describe them as children, they're like, Yeah, they didn't play video games, they didn't have friends, all they did is they would, you know, practice baseball for eight hours or they would play basketball until their feet bled and they just were obsessive and you know if you you hear a lot of their life stories you find out they were using that as a youth to deal with something that wasn't going on great in their lives like it was an escape if you will so you know some kids end up roaming the streets and selling drugs and then those they're those kids sometimes it's in almost any professional, like if you look at amazingly gifted, talented singers and it, people who are just like, they devote an unnatural amount of attention and effort, like almost becomes an addiction to get so really, really, really good at something that that's escapism. And, and that's really what addiction is. And, and so you can use it in a powerful, positive way, as I think many athletes do. And that's one of the things that Brett was missing once football was over as he was, he was missing that, like, you know, thinking strategically and planning and, and all the things you do to prep for a game. He didn't have that anymore. And so gambling just, he kind of fell into that addiction, I think. Anyways, in the year after we discovered it, he then started focusing all of his efforts and interest in investing in stocks. But he always has said, from day one that he will never get involved with penny stocks or day trading because he said in up to to me and he's, I think he's probably said on the podcast before too that that feels like gambling to him so he knows he needs to stay away from it so anyways just being back there again was so different because we're like staying in a a, a nice room because we got a, a big room because we wanted you know the team to be able to have our meetings up there but we've gone back quite a few times since that and you know we just stay in a normal room and there's no VIP treatment and it's just weird for me to like think back on all the things where I'm like wow how dumb I mean you're not supposed to blame yourself but I really think how gullible was I how vulnerable was I to just believe all that like hello common sense like why did I believe all that how who in their right mind would think that somebody every single time they gambles they gamble never loses that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I remember having those conversations with him. I'd be like, but 
how are they building all of these buildings and how is everything so nice? People must be losing like crazy. And he'd be like, yeah, I guess so, but not us. But yes, we were. Anyways, glad to be back. If you live there, like I said, I think there's, we're going to go back to, to speak at a couple events this year. And I've got some friends that live there too. Like my girlfriend, April lives there. And she just says, I just stay away from the strip unless, you know, I've got friends in town. Well, then I take them to the strip and it's a pretty wild spot for a lot of people to check out because it's unlike anything you've ever been to before. But a couple days and I'm out. That's, that's about my max I can do in that city. It's nice to be back in Southern California. I must say that. Oh, I wanted to tell you that I got this hysterical text message from one of my friends who shall remain nameless she listens to this she's gonna know it's her and she's like oh my gosh I'm with this person right now I just met this person and she you're gonna die she's your doppelganger I'm like oh okay she's like you're twins I'm like okay she sends me this picture and I don't know if you've ever happened this had this happen to you before where someone tells you you look exactly like someone else and you're like wow so really it's almost like, you don't want to say, I don't know. You just feel like, I thought, I didn't think I looked like that. So that's, you think we're twins. Okay. So my mirror's broken. Something's going on here. The other funny thing that happens to me all the time is people will send me messages like on Instagram and they'll say, I get told everywhere I go that I look like you. People will be like, are you Shaleen Johnson? And then they'll send me their picture of, you know, so I can see that we look like twins. And I never, I'm sorry. I never think we look like twins. Sometimes I'm like, really? (laughs) Oh, I thought I did. I thought I looked different. But anyways, whenever I get those messages and they tell me that people stop them and say like, are you Shaleen Johnson? I'm like, really? Because that doesn't happen to me. So why is that happening to somebody else? Like that's, I don't know. It's really strange. If it does... I mean, it used to obviously a lot more when I was, you know, when the shows were on TV a lot, it would happen more often. And then even then nobody knew my name. They would just be like, wait a second. Are you the exercise lady? Are you on TV or are you, they always think I'm on the news. They're like, are you a a TV lady? Are you a broadcaster? And I never know what to say. So I'm like, "Mm, no, no, I don't know. Yeah, because I don't want to say like, yes, I have an infomercial. It's like, sounds so cheesy. So I, I usually don't say anything. At, or or if they just keep like pointing, like, hmm, I think I know you from somewhere. Then I'll say, I don't know. Do you watch late night TV? Maybe infomercials? And, you know, I'll say something like that. But because the shows aren't, I mean, the only show that's on is Pio, and I think it's on very limited. It just doesn't happen as much. Now, if it does happen, here's what I get. Hey, Shalene, lifer. I listen to the podcast. I'm like, and then we do like our secret handshake and we hug and we take a photo. But I just, I think it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare when, when it happens. And I, I love it when it does. Obviously, I love it, especially when it's someone who listens to the show. You know, if you see me and you don't stop me and tell me that you listen to the podcast, I'm going to be so pissed off. But you need to tell me you listen to the show. I love that. But anyways, it just cracks me up when people say that. And I'm like, you're, you're just like, you're getting stopped on the streets. I don't get stopped on the streets. What's going on here? This one time though, I was in the airport in, this is when I learned to not guess how people know me. And so I was in the airport in Pennsylvania and I was there shooting for QVC. 
and you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm dressed nicely. I remember I had red pumps on, I had red patent leather pumps on and jeans and like whatever. And we're standing there waiting for our bags in Pennsylvania. And I'm there with, I could have been Kristen. I don't remember who I was with. And, oh, I think it was Lauren. And so I'm standing there waiting for my bags. And this man keeps looking at me. He's like kind of pointing his finger at me and kind of like squinting his eyes. And he's like, he's thinking, you know, and he's like trying to figure out where he knows me from. And I, you know, catch his eye. And then I just try to look away because it's like awkward. But he's, he's come now like coming towards me and he's pointing at me and kind of shaking. He's like, I know you. I know you. And I'm like, really? Maybe. And I, I think I just, yeah, I had filmed a bunch of stuff on QVC. So I thought, well, maybe he watches QVC. I don't know. And he's like, no, 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 no. I, I know I know you. And I'm like, oh, really? Huh. I don't know. I know you don't look familiar to me. I'm playing because now I'm, I'm not going to say like, you know, whatever. And he's like, no, 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 no. Oh, I know where I know you. Mm-hmm. And he starts like nodding. And I'm like, where? And he's like, gentleman's club i said no <laughs> wrong that was pretty funny lauren got a real kick out of that anyways i appreciate you guys very much thank you for listening to this episode hey if i haven't mentioned it you should join patreon i've got an incredible episode coming out for you tomorrow where i'm going to share with you the neighbor from hell i mean this neighbor is the ultimate nightmare and you're going to hear, like, we live next to this woman. This is one of the reasons why we moved. And I could never talk about it. And I still don't know if I can talk about it on the podcast. But I'm going to tell you all of the stories. Everything that happened with this woman on tomorrow's Patreon. So, you know, set aside some extra time. You can do some cleaning. You have a little bit of entertainment. I hope you find it hysterical. It's patreon.com forward slash The Shalene Show. Listen, I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to make sure you are subscribed and following along. The Shalene Show is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and most every podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed. We'd love to know. The Shalene Show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. For Tuesdays and Thursdays, be sure to follow and subscribe to Shalene's other podcast, Build Your Tribe, which she co-hosts with her son, Brock Johnson. It's all about business, social media, and marketing, and devoted to helping you make more money and live more life. Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes.